0: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
1: Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? And does this smell good? Wolfen down your
0: lunch. <laughs> serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Lou. Hey, boy. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. All right. It is noon on a Monday. It is time for all of today's top sports stories in one place. Wolf and Down your lunch. Aaron Maloney is here. Aaron.
2: So the Arizona Cardinals fell to the Broncos yesterday, twenty four fifteen, to move to four and ten on the season. So when you guys look at yesterday's game, what is the one thing that you think went wrong?
1: The line of scrimmage, man. The Denver Broncos were able to run the ball. The Arizona Cardinals were not. And I was really kind of disappointed as well because I thought that they were going to come out and they were going to try to run the ball. And that's what they did. The very first play, as a matter of fact. took took uh, Colt McCoy, put him under center, and they ran the ball in between the tackles. They gained almost five yards, four and a half yards on first and ten. Very first play of the game, and then all of a sudden it just kind of evaporated from that point forward, meaning the running game. That really bothered me. They threw the ball more than they ran it early on, and that was the one Achilles heel of the Denver Broncos defense was their rush defense.
0: Yeah, it's, it's hard to argue with that. I mean, I, I get you know, Denver's got A really good defense, but losing to Denver just this year, like that was the one team that it felt like they had more going wrong than the Cardinals. Maybe not off the field right now, but just on the field. And like, I know you're not going to score a lot. You're not going to win any games where you score 15 points in the NFL. So just the fact that, you know, Hollywood Brown and DeAndre Hopkins out there together, I'd still like to see that combination do something. I know it's not Kyler. I know you're facing a good defense, but it's the NFL. Like, most teams you play are going to have something they're good at. And you're right. I thought maybe James Connor would just have another one of those 120 yards games
2: so our sanderson ford poll question is up now at arizona sports.com and it asks how many games do you see the cardinals winning over their final three matchups of the season so it's at home against the buccaneers it's away against the falcons and then it's away at the 49ers what do you guys think
1: i'll
0: go one And I said this before, I'm only half-joking, the football universe always makes sure everything goes Tom Brady's way. So I guess that would be lose to Tampa, beat Atlanta, because that would help Tom, and that's what it's all about somehow. As much as yeah, I hate that, that's yeah, what it's always
1: about. You know, right now, um, I don't see them beating Tampa Bay um, at home. I I don't think that Colt McCoy's going to play in that game. That's just a guess. I'm just reacting to what I saw on the football field and the way he hit the ground getting up to, to one. Knee. I mean, exactly. So I I, I don't think he's going to play. And it's not that I don't believe in Trace McSoley. I like Trace McSoley. I really do, and I think he's got a future in this league. Um, Yet, he's not there right now. And because of that, you think, yeah, probably not Tampa Bay. And then on the road against the Atlanta Falcons, that's the most winnable game. I... I'd have to say maybe one game as well.
2: So 78% say none. 21% say one. 1% say two. 1% say three. Uh, well, so. That
1: 1% is like, let's go all in, 3-0. and 0. So 78% right there, basically, Yeah. say, you know what, they're not going to win. No how, game. how about this, the fact that Tampa Bay
0: has two more wins than the Cardinals, and they're basically locked into the playoffs. Stunning.
1: Absolutely stunning.
2: It's Sunday here on Arizona Sports as the Suns gear up to take on the Lakers tonight. Both Devin Booker and Anthony Davis have been ruled out for tonight's matchup. Booker popped up on the injury report Sunday night with groin soreness. What do you guys want to see from the Suns tonight?
0: Well, anytime you, you, you play the Lakers, you obviously want to see them beat the Lakers, but um, if, it's DeAndre Ayton, <laughs> if it's DeAndre Ayton out there, I want to see DA's reaction to Patrick Beverley. I, I, how is that not a storyline in this game tonight?
1: Yeah, that is a storyline. I cannot wait to watch it right there. I'm wondering, uh, will it invoke any type of difference in DeAndre Ayton? And I really don't think that it will. (laughs) I don't think it will. I think it's just going to be another game for DeAndre Ayton, period. I don't think he's going to be any more focused or any more aggressive. That is the reason why I want to see him play, to see if that is a correct statement or not.
2: It was a crazy weekend around the NFL, guys. You had the Vikings coming back down thirty-three, nothing at halftime to beat the Lions and the Colts. Sorry, my my bad on that one. And the Las Vegas Raiders stunning the New England Patriots on that bizarre final play by Chandler Jones.
0: Yeah, that uh, that Patriots play. I, look, I get the Vikings comeback was amazing, and. Um... Vikings fans were very suddenly proud of their team after writing them off at halftime. Oh I mean, yeah, <laughs> I didn't think they were going to come back. Obviously, I don't think anybody did. But uh, but yeah, Vikings fans after the game, you would have thought they won the Super Bowl. And I don't know if it's because it was a big comeback against Matt Ryan, so you just assume it's it's the Super Bowl. But uh, you needed a thirty nine to three rally to beat the Colts, so I'm not all that sold on the Vikings still.
2: How would you feel if you were Matt Ryan? Not well, great man. So you had that Super Bowl.
0: Uh-huh.
2: What was that twenty nine to three?
0: I think it was 23, yes. somewhere up there. Oh yeah. my goodness, that is good. He's that got the biggest number. collapse regular season and postseason.
2: And I think the biggest one um, international, too. Oh, in an international geez. game.
1: I didn't even know about that one. Yeah. Um, um, he's consistent. Yeah, you know what, honestly, I was happy for Kirk Cousins. I actually like Kirk Cousins, but the narrative surrounding Kirk Cousins is he doesn't play well in big games. And not only that, but once you get him down, he doesn't bring his team back. So Now, all of a sudden, you've got Kirk Cousins. He's involved in the largest comeback in NFL history. (laughs) That, to me, I love that. Down 33 points, and somehow, someway, he brought his team back. But, man, the Lakers, I mean, the Lakers, I can't believe I just said that. The Patriots game, and, of course, the Raiders game. That, to me... Uh, I've never seen anything like that to finish a game. To me, where you're trying to do this, you're tied. What are you doing? You're getting ready to go into overtime. You're tied. What are you flipping the ball back in? Hey, look, we're desperate. Um Bill Belichick lost his mind after that oh, game. I'm sure he did. I will promise you, he may have even yelled after that game. We, wow. Not not in the press conference. He was, in fact, no. quieter
0: than usual. No. We had the sound turned down, I think because I had you and Pash turned up. It was right after the Cardinals game, and people were talking, and I just silenced everybody as that play was happening because you're watching that play with the sound turned down, and I thought it was like a parody of a football game or something. Uh, unbelievable finish.
2: It's good to see that from Chandler Jones, though. The yeah, PhD and back.
1: That's relaxing. right.
2: And then Arizona Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray suffered a clean ACL tear with no damage to other ligaments in his knee, according to one report. So he could be ready for week one of 2023. What do you guys think about that? Do you think it's too early to speculate?
0: Yes. I just don't think it matters what anybody says right now. Like, when they said that, I was I was like, when well, you hear that from, what, that was Schefter. Schefter was the optimistic one yesterday, right? You're like, oh, okay, that's good. And then Rappaport comes out, what, like five minutes later with a conflicting report? Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah, okay, we're not going to know until, I don't know, April? Probably actually not until, like, August or actually really when he plays his first game is when we'll know.
1: Yeah, you know, once again, I know what that number is in my mind for somebody that suffers an ACL, and it's nine months. It's nine months, man, to get back, not only physically, but I think mentally. Do some guys make the adjustment and get back sooner, Mel? Absolutely. Do some guys take a little bit longer? Yeah, but I think roughly at this point, as early as it is, I'm talking nine months. All right, that was Wolf and Down your lunch. Thank you, Ari, Aaron uh,
0: Maloney. Always delivers. Devin Booker's monster performance on Saturday. He delivered. Is that exactly what the Suns need now going forward? That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wham, bam, slam! Oh wow! Sunday brought to you by Coco Five. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. <laughs> This is good, ominous music. I'm actually happy about what we're going to talk about in this segment, though, Wolf. We got the, uh, the Phoenix Suns hosting L.A. tonight, but coming off a game on Saturday that, yes, is one of 82. But the way the Suns won and who they beat and considering the context of you know the two weeks, let's say, leading up to that game and the guy that was at the center of it, I, I don't know that you could have you could have drawn it up much better in terms of the sort of game that might jumpstart your season. Now, if I'm Monty Williams, I'm drawing it up better. We're never behind by 24. Yeah. We're fully healthy, and we just win by 24. Yeah. But in, the, in the, just the real world that we're living in, where the Suns were struggling for a couple of weeks there, and it seemed like New Orleans had their number, for Booker to, to be back, even though he's not playing tonight, for Booker to put up 58 and them to rally down 24 against that team of all teams,
1: that's pretty good. You know what I love about it, though? The fact that they were down 24 points. I know exactly what you're saying, Luke. You don't want to draw it up that way. You don't want to say, hey, let's go out there and play so poorly that we're down by 24. You know, I, I I totally understand that, yet at the same time, oh my goodness, to be able to come back from that. How many games have the Suns lately been down by 24 <laughs> points? Or even unfortunately, more. more? Unfortunately, more than you Unfortunately, like. exactly. And did they come back? in those games. No, they did not in in most of those games right there. So this, to me, is one of those teaching moments. Man, you learn so much more in a win than you do a defeat. It's not the other way around. Everyone says that. Everyone says, no, you actually learn more in a defeat. Listen, you've got to emphasize your defeats. You have to. And you've got to watch it. And you've got to pick a way. There's no doubt about that. But to me, when you win and and you've got mistakes, man, you really can coach right there when you win, and yet you've got mistakes that you've got to get right. I think they'll they'll learn more from being down 24 and why they got down 24, and yet Devin Booker right in the middle of that comeback and scoring 58 points because your superstar is that good. That reinforces his position once again in that locker room. Not that Devin Booker needed any reinforcement whatsoever but that does when you're superstar again right in the middle of that maelstrom that brought you back in that game Man, there, his profile just shot up all over again inside that locker
0: room. Well, and I do think that if you're talking about a team winning a title, there's there's that prevailing wisdom around you know basketball circles that if you're going to win a title, most likely you got to have a top five, top six, top seven player in the league that year. And Devin Booker is, I think, already there. I think he was there last year. I think he was there the year before. But there is there's that thought out there that okay, you know, I mean, he was he was struggling the last. Couple games and he missed a few games, so I think even just for him, he didn't need to score 58 for himself, but just to have a game where he shoots what 21 of 35 whatever that percentage is, yeah. Um, he doesn't have to be 21 of 35. It can be more like you know, 10 of 15, but whatever. I'll take 21 of 35. Um, for him to have a game like that and for the Suns to beat that team in particular because you're going to see him again. You are in the playoffs. There's And both teams know it, right? If you're the Suns, who, by the way, are actually favored to win the West now in Vegas— and and, and were before that game it was for all the disrespect they seemed to get when they were struggling they were suddenly favored to win the West I don't know if that's just people not betting on other teams (laughs) now or what um they know if they're going to get to the NBA Finals, they're going to have to go through New Orleans. And New Orleans knows, in the back of their minds, they'd have to go through the Suns, too. So you just didn't want the Pelicans feeling like, oh, we got this team.
1: Yeah, you know what, honestly, too, I love the fact that the Suns, um, they came back in this game. They won the game. That's fantastic, of course, on Saturday night. And now, all of a sudden, here they go against the Lakers. And should they beat the Lakers? Yeah, they should beat. Even though the Lakers are are playing better no Anthony Davis of course and yes the Lakers are are playing better and we all know that but they should beat the Lakers I'd love to follow up what you did against the Pelicans on Saturday night with beating the Lakers a team you should beat I love that. Look, the Pelicans, they have been a nemesis, if you will, for the Phoenix Suns. And if, in fact, they would have lost that game that they were down 24 points in, if they would have lost that, they would have gone 3-1 and one on the series for the season. And that's how important that win is, because now you're 2-2, two and two, Ron Wolfley doing math live on the air, yet at the same time, um, I love following up that game with this game because of how dichotomous they truly are. And now all of a sudden, you know what? Um, Devin Booker is out. What is DeAndre Ayton's status for tonight? And what can we expect to see? This, to me, is exactly what they need. Go out and beat a Lakers team without Devin Booker in the lineup. And that means D.A.? man you're gonna have to pick up the load and carry it this is monty williams after the game on saturday said yeah i could tell a huge Devin booker game was coming i told the coaches this morning um that he was approaching something that you know you don't know but he doesn't have those kinds of shooting nights consecutively and uh, i saw how frustrated he was and in L.A. <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> we got to figure out a way to, you know, get him going. And uh, I wish it was, you know, something that I did or schematically we tried to figure some things out. He just he just had one of those nights. And um, I think the only person that could have stopped him from scoring tonight was me by taking him out of the game. He just had one of those book nights that um, none of us take for granted.
0: You can't, right? I mean, you go on basketball Twitter and, and don't believe what fans from other teams tell you. Most teams don't have a Devin Booker. They just don't. A guy that Monty Williams is saying that right there of like, yeah, you know, he had a bad shooting night against the Clippers. So he's probably going to punish the next team we play. And he's right. As, as I'm hearing him say that, it's like, that's really not that crazy to think that. He shot 27% against the Clippers. Sun still won that game, but he shot Yo. 27%. And then he hadn't played a few games before that. And, yeah, I, if you had asked me on Saturday, is Devin Booker going to go, I don't know, what what an over-under total for points would have been, but if you had said 28, let's say, I mean, yeah, he's probably going to go over that because he doesn't have bad games like that very consecutively. I would not have predicted 58 points on 60% shooting, but, Wolf, let's not forget just a few games games prior to that. So he had he had the 58-point game. He had the 14-point game against the Clippers. He missed some games. He wasn't shooting well the three games before that. But you go back to just the end of uh, of November. He had a 51-point game where he shot 80% yeah. against the Bulls. And he only played 31 minutes. I mean, if he plays in the fourth quarter of that game, he's probably going over
1: 60-65 points. That was like three weeks ago. And, you know, honestly, too, you never know exactly what is going on with a human being. But Life does get in the way from time to time, doesn't it? And, you know, we look at Devin Booker. We tend to have this belief that he's a cyborg, that they beamed him down from the mothership. And so much of the time, I think, as as fans and even analysts, we sit there and we watch these professional athletes, whether it's the NBA, the NHL, the NFL, Major League Baseball, whatever it may be, World Cup soccer. We have a tendency to think that these guys are not like us and beamed down from the mothership. Yet there's a professional side and a personal side to everything that happens. And, you know, once again, who knows what may have been going on with Devin Booker in his life right there? Who knows what may have been going on with other guys that have gone out there? I know, I know, and I've talked about this many, many times. When I was going through my personal dark days in my life, oh my goodness, I was the worst player on the field. I was absolutely the worst got me cut I had to finish that game I had to finish that other game I had two games that I had to finish and I had to do it for my own well being to say goodbye to the game for the most part but it was because personally stuff was going on in my life you never know so much of the time you never know with these guys what is going on and not only in basketball of course but any professional sport except Mikkel Bridges he actually is a cyborg he is you know what yeah. honestly the smile on his face it's so fake Mikkel <laughs> stop
0: it uh, also I'm going to give 10 seconds to soccer here because you mentioned the World Cup oh my goodness if every soccer game was like that game I watched yesterday morning. And I said this to a buddy of mine. I was like, it'd be the most popular sport in the world. And he was like, it is the most popular yeah, sport in the world. Okay, right.
1: well, I would be watching it just more. Just stop flopping. Yeah. Stop the flopping. Stop Matt. the flopping. If you just honestly did that, stop flopping be huge. But you have to get everybody to stop flopping. But you flopping. also got to let them nail guys, too. <laughs> Somebody sent me a thing that was
0: like, if you just took some of the players off the field and made it five on five yeah. and then put it on ice and gave them sticks <laughs> and, and skates. And I was like, yeah, I, okay, I could get behind that, too. But yeah, no. That game yesterday was absolutely insane. Text us your thoughts to the Fanduel text line at six twenty six twenty right now. All right, what's next for the Cardinals after more injuries yesterday and another loss? They do still have three more games, including Tom Brady coming to town on Christmas. That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Oh! Oh! Let's go! Let's go!
1: Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford
0: out here at the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center. Cliff Kingsbury will join us at 145. We had uh, ASU head coach Kenny Dillingham on earlier, if you missed that, and you missed him doing the quick, impromptu Pantera call-outs. Uh, you can check that out on uh, wherever you get the podcast of the show. I assume you all listen to the show and do- you listen to the podcast to double-check everything.
1: That's I'm going to have to do, do that before Cliff actually walks in here. At some point in time, I'm going to have to do it with a yeah. Kenny Dillingham call-out. You don't
0: want to call out uh, Dillingham with Cliff in here? No, I, I don't, don't think, think he's so. going to join think, in. Yeah, that it's, might be a little startling. <laughs> it is. Trust me, as somebody that's in the room with you when you do it, if you don't know it's coming, <laughs> papers just going everywhere, water spilling. <laughs> they're screaming, of course. There's, oh, it's, so, yes, it's uh, controlled screaming, but, but if you, you don't, chose. you don't always know it's controlled. It is startling for anybody that's not used to doing the show with you. Right. People walk by the window and they're like, "What's
1: happening?" I know. That's so unbelievable. You see people outside great. that window. Yeah, yeah that is. Great. Great, Everybody man. moves their desks I away. Love doing that. You know, special teamers, we're all exhibitionists to some degree. I mean, we love to terrify people, <laughs> run down the field like a madman, watch this guy run into this dude who's 350 pounds, full speed without breaking a stride.
0: From 50 yards away. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Uh, All right. Back to the Cardinals game uh, from yesterday and now what you got to do going forward because you do still have three more games and now you have this. Maybe we'll get an update today when we talk to Cliff, hopefully. But uh, after the game yesterday, saying Colt McCoy, who left the game, is in concussion protocol.
1: He'll be in the concussion protocol. I know that. And so... um I think he's doing okay.
0: And he uh, added, you never like to see what happens uh, to Colt. Yeah, you never like to
1: see that. Um, it's a tough impact uh, going out there, seeing him like that. But um, talking to our trainers, I think he's, he's doing better. So that's good. This guy, first of all, let me just say this uh, Colt McCoy, what a stud. Um, to go out there and run the ball the way that he did, and then he took a knee, and it wasn't from Calvin Beejum, it was from the defender, right in the head. I'm talking about a guy who's the size of Saturn's third moon, had a huge knee right in the head of Colt McCoy. And to see Colt McCoy's reaction after that, I don't know if you happen to notice, but he got onto one. One knee and suddenly from one knee just flipped right over onto his back yeah and it was it was weird it was almost like he blacked out again i'm not saying this i'm not a doctor it was pure observation but it was almost like colt blacked out as he was on his one knee and just crashed rolled right over onto his back the way that it did the the way that he did it you could tell something was seriously wrong and for the most part I've seen a lot of guys get woozy on a football field and that's exactly what it looks like so much of the time so I knew what was going on David was kind of a little confused on that I think he had his own suspicion but I think Pash was a little confused on that but seeing it the way he reacted to it, you could almost tell what it was. You just wanted to say Pash was confused. He wanted to well, work. Of course, that in. I wanted to say that. <laughs> Are you kidding me, David? <laughs> um, also, on uh, Kelvin, and I know Beecham. you're listening, David. He's probably like pulling over a right, he now. Like, is that right wolf. now. Like he doesn't
0: get enough wolf on right. Sunday. He's going to
1: call in. Watch. He's going to call me. I hope
0: he does. We'll put him right on. Um, look, the, uh, the 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 play where where Kelvin Beecham gets hit into too by Colt. So you're looking. At, I told you my initial reaction was, oh, they got Beach too. He was the last one, the last Arizona offensive starter that hasn't missed a game this season. And and he got hit hard, like behind the knees, sideways. Like That was like, okay, great. Is he going to be done for the season now, too? And he came back and played in the game. They flashed a stat. I haven't double-checked it on the Broncos because I can't even tell who the Broncos' offensive starters were supposed to be at this point. But they flashed a stat on the TV broadcast that Beecham, of the 22 offensive starters between the two teams, was the only one that hadn't missed a game this year. So, I mean, Denver, also
1: a mess on offense with the injury. Can I just say this quickly right here, too? Um, this is a former player, a former wedgebuster fullback, ladies and gentlemen, that I know it's my perspective, and I love the brutality, dare I say, the violence of the game of football. It was an awesome thing to be able to do that, go out and do it legally, of course, on the football field, and then get outside those lines and love people, respect them, and treat them better than yourself. It didn't get any better, and does it, for me at least. Um... But the stud that is Colt McCoy, I don't know if you happen to notice, if I'm right about this, and where he did kind of get woozy and flopped over to his back because of a concussion. If, in fact, that did happen right there, they brought out the cart for him to get on and they were going to take him up. Mm-hmm. He didn't do it. He wouldn't do it. You're not he, would not, on the cart. he would not get on the cart. No. Nope. I got to tell you, man, I was up there and it is a four. Wedge buster, I was like, that stud that dog would not get on the cart. It was almost like Colt was saying it again. This is just this is just pure observation. But it's almost like he was saying, Listen, I'm walking off this field. You're gonna take me off this field? I'm walking off this field. I'm not getting in a cart and letting you drive me off this field. (laughs) Dude, you fired me up. And, Cole, once again, this is why you are the leader that you are and why you have the impact that you do on so many players. There are other
0: teams around the league that have lost quarterbacks, obviously, but for the Cardinals, this is... Successive weeks, this is the span of six days you've lost them both. I'm assuming Colt McCoy, they haven't ruled him out, but I'm assuming you know, in concussion protocol, the season's lost. Everybody's a little extra sensitive to it now anyway with the Tua stuff earlier this year. Denver, even yesterday, Russell Wilson was, was cleared to go and they didn't play him. I'm assuming we're going to see Trace McSorley on Sunday, but either way, on Monday you lose Kyler Murray for the yeah. year, and then six days later you lose Colt McCoy for at least the rest of the game Yesterday. That's not, hey, we've had two quarterback injuries spread out over 15 weeks. No, that's
1: six days. That. That'll that'll mess with you as a yeah. team. Yeah, and not only that, too. Um, man, I like Trace McSorley. <laughs> you know I love... that song. I like Trace McSorley, man. And because of that, I want to see Trace McSorley in live-action games that matter. I did until not yesterday. Not exhibition, not exhibition. I want to see it in a regular season. I'm your favorite quarterback. They call me Trace McSorley.
0: I, mean, I hear it every time he walks out on red, the field. Of course, right now. Every time I mean, he's on the I you can't say it.
1: It, 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 it. Our little drop owns Trace McSorley. It does. <laughs> been playing you, a you lot now. You can't say the name without that little jingle in your head. It's just so catchy. Um, but anyways, don't lose my point on this, Luke. This is, I want to see this kid get some action here over the last three games. Because once again, maybe, maybe this is a guy, if he plays... Well, over the next three games, maybe this is a guy you say, hey, you know what? Uh, We're okay. We got Colt McCoy and Trace McSorley going into next season. We're going to be fine with that. Maybe there's a little bit of a litmus test here for Trace McSorley. Well, I can tell you, after the game yesterday, I don't think we'd feel that way.
0: So he's if he, he's got if he continues more games. to
1: play like that, exactly.
0: Yeah. Uh, real quick, too, before the break, since we talked about him last week, Dorian Singer. did you see where he's going? Yeah, USC. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, Wolf. With the rich getting richer in That's college right. football, that doesn't what? make what are any you sense. Doing?
1: Free agency. What yeah. mean, did he actually become a free agent? Just because you're in the same
0: conference did doesn't he
1: sell mean sell his services to the highest... Spe- oh, my god! Doesn't mean you can't it's be a feeder embarrassing. system.
0: Look, it's you embarrassing. Left, he left U of A, so I guess I can't complain, but yeah. they basically are a feeder system for USC it's right It's embarrassing. Now. Uh, and that's not a shot at U of A. That's ASU would be in the same spot. A lot of schools would be in that spot. All right, um, when we come back, crazy <laughs> crazy is the understatement of the day for the weekend around the National Football League. Uh, we'll get into that next. Two games in particular, but they weren't the only wild finishes. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports league leader am no. your favorite
1: quarterback,
0: they call me Chase McSorley. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
1: Are you talking to me? Kenny Dillingham! Yeah, Kenny! Kenny Dillingham! 3 Specs The Basin 3 Specs Activating the Valley It's the Basin Kenny Yeah Well, there you go. <laughs> How'd that feel? The house passed out. <laughs> but you yeah. know what? It feels good right there. It really does is scream like that. Just let it go, man. Yell. Isn't that right, Phil and Selbo?
0: if you have to pass out, that's probably the best way to, to do it. Just screaming <laughs> to the tune of Pantera. I'm telling you, man, we gotta get when Pantera's here in nine months we gotta get them on. Okay, we cool. Gotta, we really got to get you on the stage just to do the open to that song.
1: No. Yeah, it'd be crazy. No, that would be, be, okay, be great. Maybe, yeah, if you, maybe you know, you know it would be great. You know what? Yeah, maybe I'll go for
0: it. I, I said this before. You have sung the open to that song <laughs> more than anybody in the world except Pantera. So it's not like they'd be pulling up some rando out of the crowd that's like, hey, are you to me? That's right. No, yes. It'd be like an actual like call out Beautiful, Luke. Uh, all right. So the um the the games this weekend. <laughs> I guess I guess let's start with the Vikings game on Saturday. A game that I admittedly went to the gym instead of watching most of the second half. Got back in time to see the end. But I'm sitting there looking at halftime and I'm like it's thirty three nothing, and the Colts aren't good. So. You figure the Vikings probably come out in the second half, they're just going to throw. The Colts really aren't very good, so you figure probably like 40-20 final. You figure the the Vikings will probably put up some points in the second half, maybe. Not that they would come back and win the game, the biggest comeback or collapse in NFL history, and now... As we said earlier, when Aaron was in here, Matt Ryan's the biggest. Uh, he's on the wrong end of the biggest collapse or you know comeback in uh, in playoff history and yep. regular season history. And she said maybe even international history
1: too. It's not a great distinction if you're Matt Ryan. Yeah, you know what really would have been freaky too. Not only the fact that you had the Matt Ryan element out there, but what what about Frank Reich? What if Frank was still oh, the head crazy. coach? Because think about it, he was the guy who brought the Buffalo Bills back against the Oilers, at least he was on the right side of that one points right 32 points he was the guy who came into the game as the backup quarterback and brought the team back that was the biggest comeback in the national football league at that point that was a
0: playoff game too right yes okay
1: yes and i was out there on my back porch in orchard park new york in my home i could hear the roar from Rich Stadium. It was called Rich (laughs) Stadium at the time. Think about that. I could literally hear it. And if in fact he were still there, can you imagine if he was involved in this? Full circle. The biggest collapse in the history of the National Football League would have been by Frank Reich and the Colts. Now, of course, it was Jeff Saturday, who was the interim head coach at that point in time. Poor Jeff. I did feel badly for him. There's no doubt about it. But to me, the overall sentiment that I had about this game momentum is so real in the NFL it is so real in football I don't care what level you're playing it momentum is so real it is It is tangible in the game of football and that momentum the swing of momentum towards the Minnesota Vikings it was on fire right down to the point of tossing the coin in overtime <laughs> I've never. The Minnesota Vikings winning it. I've never. the Colts losing it.
0: Never understood. And, and I've talked to like coaches in, in the highest professional leagues that are like, yeah, momentum, that's not a real thing. I've never. Of of the four major sports, right? If you're telling me football, basketball, hockey and baseball, you could convince me momentum isn't a real thing in baseball. Maybe just by the nature of the sport. Although you see teams where all of a sudden all of them can't can't miss at the plate. Right. Um but certainly in football and certainly on display in that game. Now, does that make you believe in the Vikings more or less? Yeah. Because, honestly, you were down 33 nothing to the Colts. If you're down 33 nothing to San Francisco in the playoffs, you're not coming back. What's going on, Justin
1: Jefferson? <laughs> What's going on, man? Because yeah. he was at the center of that in yeah. that comeback. Of course, he was incredible. He's unreal. Um, I don't know how to answer that. I really do not. But I, I do know that if I'm the Minnesota Vikings, I'm going to take an awful lot of confidence from that thing. I'm going to take a lot of confidence from that game, knowing that we came back, knowing that our quarterback, Kirk Cousins, can actually bring us back. Because again, the two big knocks against Kirk Cousins, for the most part, he can't win the big game. Or it's... Also, something akin to that, which is once you get him down, he can't bring you back. It's the same type of pressure that is being pointed to by his opponent saying, that's his issue, that's his problem. And he actually went ahead and brought them back. Huge to the tune of the biggest comeback in NFL history. That's huge. The end of Jacksonville,
0: Dallas was crazy. The Buffalo Miami game on Saturday night was, was everything you were hoping it would be. I was watching it. We well, are so at the Coyotes game and they were playing Buffalo. Well, they have a TV on the other side of where the booth, like completely across the ice, right? And one, it's like a suite, kind of like a bar, whatever. So during the breaks, I'm trying to watch on this TV that's like tiny because I'm watching it across the ice, but people just gathering around for that game. But honestly, we got to focus on the Patriots game that kind of wrapped up the afternoon slate yesterday. It's just an incredible finish. I'm assuming everybody has seen it now, but the game's tied. The (laughs) Patriots can just go to overtime, and I'm fine with not taking a knee. That's fine. Like You have the ball. Try and score. But you're not throwing passes backwards 20 yards to your quarterback where Chandler Jones can intercept it. He wasted no time just shoving Mac Jones to the ground and then
1: running it all the way back for a touchdown to end the game. I honestly did not. Not see this, of course. I did not see this play live. Somebody was describing it to me. It, it blew, by I, I, I could not even comprehend. What are you talking about? It was the last play of the game. It was a tie score, a tie game 24 24. That's what you're telling me, right? They hand the ball off to Ramondre Stevenson, think he's just going to be tackled for the month. And All of a sudden, he's got a huge gash, a huge hole, gets to not only the second level, but the third level, then looks looks like he's going to be tackled turns around and pitches it to jacoby myers and he does so far you're okay he does something totally inexplicable at that three point. seconds to go it's a handoff
0: stevenson up the middle breaks one tackle at the 50 to the 45 40 stiff army spree at the 35 drops it behind it to jacoby myers who circles and laterals it and it's intercepted by the raiders going the What a wild Everybody's finish. looking around like wait is that is that going to stand is there something illegal because it was just such an odd play in the moment you're like is there going to be some weird flag somewhere oh he shouldn't he wasn't allowed to throw that but something that was going to negate it there was nothing to
1: negate it what at all What are you doing? What are you doing right now and doesn't it you know what um, the game will find you right that's what they say all the time about baseball I love that because it does the game will find you um the, the game found at least football The game found Chandler Jones he's the guy you throw the ball to and then Mac Jones, Just obliterated his Matt Jones. <laughs> Mac Jones with his attempted tackle on Chandler Jones I laughed out loud when I saw it man because I'll never forget um, this meaning I was sitting in in Cleveland Ohio in Berea the facility building and there's Bill Belichick with Bernie Kosar and we're sitting there watching tape and Bernie threw a pick in really he didn't try to make a tackle on the play. Mm-hmm. And Bill just took the clicker over and over and over again and said, what kind of effort is that? What kind of effort is that? And Bernie was really upset that he did that. He was so upset. He said, Bill, you know what you need to do? You need to go home and be with your wife. That's what he said. In a, in a packed meeting to room. To Bill Belichick. To Bill Belichick. Well. 1,001 thousand two thousand three Bill got up turned the lights on said everybody get out Ugh. we knew exactly what was going on right there
0: um here this is Bill Belichick after the game they said okay did you specifically tell your team to not lateral the ball in a tied game here's Bill was there any coaching point after you had called the draw to say if you know the play's over just fall down or go out of bounds Yeah. So. Obviously that would have been better than the result. What was that said? Yeah, look, we've talked about situational football, we talk about it every week. But we obviously we've got to do a better job playing situational football and not making critical mistakes in the game. Nah, oh that's goodness. an uncomfortable interview. That is uncomfortable right. right there. I got to play this for you, too, since you brought up Bernie Kosar. This is Mac Jones. He was asked about not tackling Chandler Jones on the last play.
2: Yeah, I got to tackle the guy, and it's on me, and it's my fault. If we tackle him, then, or I tackle him, then we play for overtime, so it's on me. Um,
0: got to make that um, not good enough by me, so it's what it is, and just
2: got to tackle
1: him and play for overtime, so that's on me good oh, times it, in it New England. Was. Yeah, you know what it, it is? That's really, really rough. Uh, we're not going to throw stones, are we, Basin-Oning Stommer? He's going to throw stones at New England. But can I tell you right now, Mac Jones, It was interesting because I think he tried to be like a speed bump. I think he tried he to was. lay down and trip. <laughs> it, it wasn't like he was trying to tackle. No. Him. It was like he was trying to fall down in front of him and trip him, I think.
0: Of realistically, your only chance is what? Wrapping up his ankles and hoping you... you, you But you you can't just lay down in front of him. I mean, Chandler Jones has not had a good season in, in Vegas. You know he was like, I'm getting in that end zone no matter who's trying to tackle and him.
1: And I know he stiff-armed him.
0: <laughs> oh, he just shoved him right back. <laughs> a very dismissive move Incredible. there. Alright, we come back. Uh, back to the Cardinals. Gambo's going to join us for some big red cross talk next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.